Hello, I'm Jacqueline Delaurier, and welcome to our discussion with Mr. Jean Leon, the IMF's new resident representative in Jamaica. As the IMF ramps up its ongoing outreach to countries, Mr. Leon will be the IMF's man in Kingston and one of two new IMF representatives in the Caribbean, a region that has embarked on a new relationship with the IMF. The work of a resident representative is both as an economist, someone in constant dialogue with government officials and the central bank, but also as a diplomat and spokesman, someone to help explain the work of the IMF to better understand the views and needs of Jamaicans. Jean Leon, why did you want this job? I am from the Caribbean. That's maybe uh, a primary uh, rationale. Uh, second, uh, professionally, uh, Jamaica is at, I wouldn't want to call it a crossroads, but surely at a very challenging phase uh, in its development. And uh, that makes it a extremely um, interesting country to work on at this particular point. And uh, the third is, I think it provides us with a, a real opportunity to help maybe switch the perception of uh, Jamaica, the broader Caribbean, uh, in terms of the, the role that the, the IMF uh, can actually play in assisting the, the government in trying to meet the challenges that it faces now. You mentioned this switch in perception. What is your experience of the IMS reputation in Jamaica then? Well, as a kid growing up in the Caribbean, um, I think we as a people have always even ingrained in our psyche believe that the IMF uh, never really helped Jamaica, never really helped the Caribbean out of its woes. And uh, one of the famous refrains that I recall growing up was uh, the, the IMF means it's Manley's fault, uh, Manley being the previous prime minister of, uh, of, of Jamaica. And I think if you talk to the ordinary person on the street now, there is this general perception that uh, the medicine that Jamaica and other countries uh, have had to endure from the IMF over the years is likely to be the same medicine that they will have to undergo again this time around. And uh, I think time has changed. We are looking at, say, a good 20, 30 years, over which the IMF has surely embraced a, what people are calling now second uh, reform, softer view of how they engage with, uh, with authorities. And I think that's a message that needs to be um, put out there to, to people. It's not just a softer message. I think the fundamental story of adjustment and good economic policies still remains the, the foundation of what the fund does and should do. Uh, but it's probably the, the engagement, the conditionality, the depth, the numerous conditions that used to be there before. It's now maybe more streamlined. Um, there is more of an effort to look at maybe poverty-related, social safety net-related issues. And so that has softened a little, I think, the perception when people look at it closely, the perception that people have of how the fund approaches overall um, development and adjustment issues. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that when 
the Jamaicans came up with their economic reform program, which was supported by a loan from the IMF back in early February, mm-hmm. one and a quarter billion dollars. We interviewed Peter Evans, who's a graphic designer and lives in the Harborview neighborhood in Kingston. Mm-hmm. And Peter referred to the IMS new flexibility. Mm-hmm. How is that being demonstrated with the IMS uh, assisting the Jamaican program? Well, I think the program that was negotiated, and uh, that when I say negotiated, it was determined jointly between the, the fund and the, the government of Jamaica, has a, a very large 25%, if I recall, of expenditure increase devoted towards social network um, issues, towards uh, reducing or helping to reduce overall poverty. And so that, I think, is clearly what one would uh, tout as part of the more flexible IMF. And what you try to do is really to help cushion the impact of some of those cuts on those parts of society that are most likely to be impacted, and hence the reason why you have the poverty-related measures put in place to help soften or cushion that particular program. It seems counterintuitive to many people that in order to help deal with your debt problem, you come to the IMF for a loan. And this is something that has been echoed in many countries, not just in Jamaica. Explain, in fact, how that can help a country's overall economic health. Well, there are two, two ways of looking at this. If you have a loan or a debt which you cannot repay, it means for you to continue to survive, someone needs to provide you with money. Now, you could get that money in one of two ways. You either need to get it from the market or you need to get it from a multilateral institution like the IMF. The market's not going to lend to you because clearly you don't have the rating in terms of uh, whether you'll be able to repay that loan. And so your next best line would be to come towards a place like the IMF. So one of the first things actually that would happen from borrowing from the IMF is you will actually end up being able to borrow at almost concessional terms, at much lower interest rates than you would if the market even decided they wanted to lend you money because they would have lent you at a much higher rate than you would get from the, from the IMF. The, the second side to this is by the IMF providing financing, it is as if the IMF is providing, if you want, a, a signature, a seal of approval that the policies that the government intends to undertake are good policies which will help the country going forward. And consequently, either now or in the immediate future, that could very well open the markets to wanting to lend to Jamaica going forward. I'd like to come back to economics, but uh, really a measure of any IMF representative in Jamaica are his views on cricket. (laughs) The West Indies cricket team just had a kind of sour loss to South Africa, and the windy skipper Chris Gale has been pretty hard on his bowlers and his batsmen performance. What do you think of that? Cricket has always uh, kept the region as a region. Um, Growing up again, whenever there was a cricket game, productivity went to zero. Everyone stopped work. The radios were loud or you watched TV uh, because that was the national game. 
And even if I think the region as a whole still sees itself as fairly atomistic, each country is fairly uh, individualistic, when it comes to cricket, it is the West Indies cricket team. And I think that has always held the region together one way or the other, at least culturally. It's uh, music from Jamaica, cricket, that holds the, the, the Caribbean together as we, we think of it. So I can see that passion being translated into a sense of frustration or disappointment uh, from Chris Gale's perspective that the cricket uh, maestros, as we used to call ourselves, the kings of cricket in the 70s under the days of the Clive Lloyds and the Soberzies and so on, those are no longer. Uh, the Viv Richards of the past are gone, and now we are struggling. And uh, we might win a game, but the next two we lose. And then we go for another string of uh, losses before we probably shine again. The talent is there. I think um, it's sort of natural to, to us in the region, but we lack the consistency. And um, I think that's what you're hearing in uh, Chris Gale's um, statement. Jamaica's first review under the, uh, the IMF loan is coming up June 23rd. And, again, referring back to um, Peter Evans, who we interviewed back in in February. And Peter said that he thought that Jamaicans would see, would would be able to support the overall changes if they thought that the sacrifices that they had to make would be worth it and Mm -hmm. it would turn things around. Are things turning around in Jamaica? Yeah, I think if we can use a a cricketing um, analogy here, This is what we would call the first over of the first innings, probably only the first ball. Um, And that was a good length ball. And the the batsman and the bowler were equally good in keeping no wickets fell. Uh, No fours were literally struck. Um, But I think the, the measures that were expected to be met, the targets... Uh, we met comfortably in this uh, first review. Uh, part of it was because of the, if you wish, the um, the success of the, the debt exchange. Uh, second is both the tourism and agriculture sectors started to pick up. The government had also become a lot more, uh, shall we say, I wouldn't use the word aggressive, but surely they had um, started putting in a great effort in terms of um, increasing tax compliance. So you had that sort of reform on the revenue side. On the expenditure side, they were also very good at containing overall um, primary expenditures. And consequently, the key targets of the primary surplus was was met. They did not engage in any additional debt, so that was also met. So overall, that first uh, review was very positive. All quantitative targets were met. The structural benchmarks were met. And so if one is looking for, uh, if you want, the, 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 the shoots, of, uh, of a good beginning, you do have one here in, in the case of, of Jamaica. The real work has now started, and I think what we need to look forward to is to ensure that the government remains on track, that the community at large sees the need to continue sharing in that burden and to build on that initial success. 
Jean Leon, you take up the job June 14th. What are you going to start with? What are your plans? We should not be distinguishing, I think, between the first week, second week, or for that matter, the hundredth week um, on the job. I think the sole objective is to assist the authorities. Uh, in particular, I think uh, what would be uh, most important now is building a relationship, a partnership with the authorities. Uh, in addition, I presume we would need to also uh, reach out, uh, interact with, communicate with other members of society. Uh, I must add I am exceedingly excited. I think it's a, it's a great country. It's a privilege uh, to actually have that opportunity at this point. And if at the end of the term... I think we can look back and say that the program was successful, the economy had been transformed, Jamaicans were feeling a lot better and happier about uh, the country, then I think the job would have been very well worth it. Well, thank you very much, Jean Leon, for joining us in the studio today. I'm Jacqueline Delaurier, and for more information on the IMF, the global economy, and the Caribbean, please visit our webpage at imf.org. And for more interviews and podcasts and videos, visit our videos page on imf.org. 